Hi, it's Lou. You know, the good-looking one with a full head of lush hair? I'm taking a break from filling DM Scott's shampoo bottle with Nair. To tell you about our new website, thedungeonmastersdojo.com. There, you'll find a host of awesome things, including a picture of me. Every third Friday of the month, a new blog post related to gaming comes out. Interested in getting caught up on the podcast episodes? You'll find those on the website, too, as well as other interesting information. Head on over to thedungeonmastersdojo.com and pay us a visit. Send us a message, too. We'd love to hear from you. Now, if you excuse me, I have to take the batteries out of DM Bill's hearing aid. See you next time in the dojo. Greetings and salutations, DMs, GMs, referees, judges, game operations directors, and all other varieties of storytellers. This is your DM, Scott, and it's time for another DM Quick Tip. This week, we're talking about adding flavor to your game on DM Quick Tips. I'm not talking about salt and pepper. I'm talking about really adding flavor to your scenes so that you keep your players engaged. So you work hard on your campaign. Sleepless nights, time away from your loved ones, noses buried in research. As a dungeon master, you go above and beyond for your players. It's just what we do. Building a campaign is kind of like building a house. After the structure is up, electrical, plumbing, sheetrock, all that stuff, you don't just open the doors and have people walk in until the finish work is done. That's all the molding and doorknobs and light switches, you know. All that stuff that makes a house look finished. The same is true for your campaign. You don't want to throw the doors open on your campaign until you've got some finish work done. This is going to tie it all together. In the world of campaign building, the finish work is the flavor of your game. Here are a few ways that I add some flavor to my game, and they'd probably work pretty well for you. Number one. Set the scene with music. Music is a very powerful tool, and it could be a very powerful tool that you use in your game if it's done correctly. Now, an entire episode could be done just on setting the scene using music, and maybe that will happen someday in the near future. But for today, we're going to go over it very quickly. Here are some keys to setting the scene with music in your D&D and other tabletop role-playing games. you got to pick the right music for the right scene. Music should not just be white noise in the background. If you're using it that way, it really isn't adding anything to your game at all. It's just there in the background. If you're trying to set a sad scene, well, you want to use sad music. If it is a lighthearted moment, you want to use some upbeat music. And when your adventurers finally come up against a big bad, give him some music worthy of a villain. You get the idea, right? Describe those battles effectively, before, during, and after. Nothing will slow your game down more than a boring battle. Your cleric hits the goblin for four points of damage. The goblin swings and misses. The other goblin swings and misses. The orc leader of the goblins swings and hits the barbarian for nine points of damage. Barbarian, please make a constitution saving throw. You have been poisoned. If that doesn't get your player snoring at the table, then I don't know what will you got to add description. Description can really keep a battle moving along. We all know that battles in Dungeons and Dragons take forever, and because of this, they can really slow a good game down. But 
Giving a good description during a battle can go a long way for making it seem not as long. But how do you do this, DM Scott, if you're not someone who's good at such things? Well, here's the answer. I like to keep a running list of some fight descriptions that I found in books. Yeah, it's plagiarism, but I ain't calling it my own. Give it a try. One of the authors I love to take battle scenes from is Robert E. Howard. He's the guy that wrote Conan. Now, Conan is not for the faint of heart. It's pretty violent. It's rampantly sexist. And, well, for lack of a better term, it's quite racist. I'm not recommending it for these reasons, but rather because I simply like the way he writes fights. He may not be your cup of tea. Maybe you have another author you enjoy reading. That's fine. Take from that author. Add those descriptions to your game. It's going to pay off pretty big dividends, and eventually you'll get better and better at setting these fight scenes and keeping the fights moving at a better pace and keeping them engaging as well. Practice makes perfect, or so they say. So how about ending your battle with something like this? The clangor of the swords had died away. The shouting of the slaughter was hushed. Silence lay on the red-stained snow. The bleak, pale sun that glittered so blindingly from the ice fields and the snow-covered plains struck sheens of silver from rent corslet and broken blade, where the dead lay as they had fallen. The nerveless hand yet gripped the broken hilt, helmeted heads back-drawn in the death throes, tilted red beards and golden beards grimly upward, as if... In last invocation to Ymir, the frost giant god of a warrior race. That's from Robert E. Howard, and while it's not describing a battle, it's describing the end of a battle. You see, he uses an economy of words, so it doesn't have to be fancy. You should do that too. You don't have to get too involved in the description. Just set the tone, as you can see from the quote above. Now the last one. Set the scene with description. Being good at driving the scene is essential in being an effective dungeon master, but can be very intimidating if you happen to watch the pros on YouTube. Watch those professional dungeon masters, glean from them what you can, but do not compare yourselves to them. Here's why. Chances are good you work a job, have family responsibilities, and really have to sneak away and schedule hard to get your gaming in. The professional dungeon masters are, well, professionals because that is their job. That's what they do. Chances are pretty good that if your job was being a dungeon master and you spent 40 or more hours a week preparing your game and running it, you'd be just as good as those guys. Well, maybe not just as good, but pretty darn close. What I like to do is bullet point some key things when you're setting the scene with description. First, I want to let my players know what the place smells like. Is it a musty old dungeon? Is there the smell of waste? Is there a pleasant smell in the air? I then move on to what my players see. What sort of things are in the room? Are there any clues that may let your players know that there is something dangerous in the room? Or if there is the potential for danger, maybe there's some markings on the walls, stains, if you will, 10 to 15 feet up, that would indicate that the room had been flooded before. I'll then list what they hear. Is the silence deafening? Are there faint scratching sounds? is all you hear the breathing of other party members. These last two bullet points I'm going to share with you, I only use if there is a need to. How do the characters feel? This doesn't apply to every specific situation, but rather only a few situations that would, well, elicit feeling. Perhaps there is a powerful undead creature in the area. If that's the case, 
I would let my players know by telling them that they begin to feel an overwhelming sense of dread. Maybe, after a long journey, my player characters have arrived at a town. Normally, they may be quite happy to see the town, and initially, perhaps they are, but maybe there is something gnawing at the back of their minds that tells them something is just not right. And finally, and rarely, I will engage their sense of taste. Perhaps a trap is triggered and some poisonous gas is flooding into the room. Maybe the players not only smell it, but they taste it as well. An acrid taste, if you will, on the tip of their tongue. Before I go, I will leave you with one of my favorite Robert E. Howard quotes. And if this doesn't invoke a certain flavor, then I do not know what will. What do I know of the cultured ways, the guilt, the craft, the lie? I who was born in the naked land and bred in the open sky. The subtle tongue, the sophist guile, they fail when the broadswords sing. Russian and die, dogs. I was a man before I was king. Now there are many ways to add flavor to your game, and these are just some. We'll see you next time in the dojo. Thank you.